I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. In this episode, I share what I gained from trying to learn the secret of happiness. This summer, I spent 30 days trying to imitate Paul's example of being happy in all circumstances. Find out what I learned. All this and more on the Rob Skinner Podcast. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no-regrets life, make this life count, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. The CLIMB Conference is coming up November 30th through December 3rd in Dallas, Texas. I'd like to ask you to register today at robskinner.com if you haven't already. It's going to be an amazing, amazing conference that will inspire you, equip you, train you, and prepare you to do amazing things in 2024. It's going to be filled with people like yourselves, people who are eager to advance God's kingdom, to grow, to learn, to make friends, to develop partnerships with people from around the world. We've got amazing speakers who are going to absolutely thrill your soul. They're going to inspire you by what they have to share from the word. Please, please, please sign up at robskinner.com if you haven't already, and I look forward to seeing you in Dallas. I just got back from a vacation visiting family in Ashland, Oregon, so that's why there's a gap in the podcast. I visited with my sister and brother. That's the church that I planted self-supporting back in 2004, and I lived there for about eight years. Uh, We camped in a cabin on a mountain lake, a place called Lake of the Woods, with my wife and two sons. We had such a great time. just felt like the special blessing of God because when The kids were younger. We'd go up to that lake and we'd borrow boats and go uh, skiing or wakeboarding. And uh, on the Saturday, my son David said, hey, an old friend of mine's coming up and he's got a boat. And so that friend took us out and we went wake surfing, which was so much fun. I just totally loved it. I mean, I just love to be on the water. It was beautiful. It was green. The water was so blue. The the temperature was perfect. And wake surfing is a lot of fun. You, you let go of the rope and you literally surf in the wake of the boat, which was really, really fun. And I just got a great chance to pray and reflect and prepare for the fall. So look forward to being with you this fall going forward. And I, I do hope again that you're going to be going to the CLIMB conference in November in Dallas, Texas. Please go to robskinner.com to sign up. It's going to be an amazing time. So now I'm back, and I want to let you know how my Secret of Happiness campaign went and what I learned. Remember, Paul says in chapter 4 of Philippians, verse 11 through 13, in the New Living Version, he said, I've learned to be happy with whatever I have. I know how to get along with little and how to live when I have much. I've learned the secret of being happy at all times. If I'm full of food and have all I need, I'm happy. If I'm hungry and need more, I'm happy. I can do all things because Christ gives me the strength. Like I shared in an episode a few few episodes back, I just, this inspired me, and I've always wanted to be like Paul, and I thought, man, I want to learn that secret too. He learned it, so I can learn it. And I want to be 
I love this, the, the line where it says, I've learned the secret of being happy at all times. Man, I would love to be happy at all times. That's an awesome secret to learn. And so I just made a decision. I'm going to, for 30 days, I'm going to try to imitate or replicate what he was going through there in that prison there and wherever he was in writing uh, to the Philippians. And of course, I didn't want to go to prison, but I, I just decided, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to eliminate or restrict and, and say no to some things. So I did a hard fast for at least three days. So I started off with zero calorie fast for the first three days. Then for the remainder of those days, I ate 1,200 calories or less. So I think my, you know, my normal caloric intake is probably around 2,200 or 2,500 just to remain normal. So it was a deficit for sure. I said no TV or reels for 30 days, no alcohol for 30 days. And then I said, I'm going to abstain from romance for the first seven days for my wife, Pam. And so the, the plan going into it is week one, I would just ease into it. I'm, well, not ease into it, but kind of barrel into it. Three days of a hard fast or zero calories, and then three days of oatmeal, milk and berries, and then one day of rice and beans only. So I wanted to just get used to like a very plain diet for the first week. And that was awesome. It really helped me. And then from there, I just went healthy food under 1,200 calories a day, along with the other things that I was restricting. So I just want to kind of give you the results on what happened. Um, It started June 19th, I believe. I started on a Monday, and 30 days later was Tuesday, July 18th. That was day 30. And so I'm just going to read from my journal. So I started on day 30 of my uh, campaign. I ended up with a 34-inch waist. And, um, and here's what I wrote. I said, um, I feel more at peace, more consistently than I ever have. The level of temptation has diminished dramatically. I've been able to concentrate on Christ more. I've been able to control my appetite for a month straight. I've let go of entertainment for a month. I've let go of alcohol for a month. I've spent more time with my relationships. I've been able to navigate a tough time without guilt or shame lurking in the background. My sermons have been really powerful. I felt really good about my preaching. I prayed nearly an hour a day or even longer. I've enjoyed myself, and I've been able to figure out what I want to do moving forward. So that was my journal entry from Tuesday, July 18th. Now, I started the, the campaign. I was 207 pounds when I started. I'd just come back from vacation and really had a great time, but I just decided, okay, I'm going to start losing it. So then on Wednesday, July 19th, I wrote this. I just finished my 30 days of happiness campaign. Here's the lowdown. I went from 207 to 191.6 or a loss of 15.4 pounds in a little over a month. I dropped from a 37 inch waist to a 34 inch waist. I feel good. I slept through the night last night. I feel happy and relaxed. And what's interesting is I, I handled several trials and managed through some things that came up, and this is what I didn't expect. Um, there were some challenges that happened in the church that I wasn't anticipating going into this, but it was like perfectly timed by God to really test me in all circumstances to be happy in spite of it. Now, I knew about the restricted diet. I knew about the restrictions on entertainment and other things, but I I didn't expect a couple curveballs thrown at me that were like, oh boy, that's challenging. But I also wrote, I feel untroubled in my mind. I feel free from constant temptation. And I feel happy in the sense that there is an absence of worry 
temptation, and guilt. And I've made strides in my understanding and appreciation of God. I've been able to not watch TV, restrict food, and avoid all alcohol. I feel more present in my interactions with people. I feel happy that I'm in control of my behavior and appetites. I feel like I'm, I'm in the driver's seat, not my sinful nature. And I know I can beat my body and make it my slave. That was a secondary goal. I wanted to imitate Paul when he said, I beat my body, make it my slave, so that after I preach to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. And I wrote down, one key to happiness is removing and reducing distractions and temptations and enabling me, enabling me to focus on Jesus. So just in summary, I think the, the thing that I felt was, you know, happiness is not just the ecstatic feeling that comes every once in a while when you, you know, win the lottery or something like that, but a deep sense of peace, an absence of trouble, an absence of anxiety, an absence of guilt. That's an incredible, pow- incredibly powerful sense of joy and happiness. So I think I learned that, that aspect of the secret. And so that was really good. And I just was like, this was awesome. And I felt like I was, I was in control. I was feeling at peace about where I was going in my, in my life and that I was directing where I wanted to go by the spirit, not by my, my appetites. So I want to apply this to you, okay? I want to just share with you. And, you know, Paul tells Timothy, he says, train yourself to be godly. And he just talks about how, you know, physical training is of some value, but spiritual training has value both for this life and the life to come, you know, godliness. And so I think, first of all, understand that growth comes from training and not simply learning more. You think about, you know, learning piano or guitar. If you read a book on it, it's not going to make you excellent at playing piano or guitar. Just, you know, reading a book will give you a good background, but you're going to have to do something different if you really want to change. And if you are listening to this podcast, you're a person who wants to grow. And so when Paul says train yourself to be godly, it means repetition in the godly behavior you want to see happen. So if you're struggling in a particular area, you're going to have to really go after that thing. You're going to have to really tackle it and go after repetitive behavior that changes something so you don't fall into that trap over and over again. I think the second thing in terms of training yourself to be godly or developing a campaign is set a time period, like 30 to 90 days. It takes time to develop godly habits in your life. If you want to grow in a particular area, dedicate 30 to 90 days to really make some improvements. You know, I've read tons of, you know, books and development books, and it says, you know, it takes 21 days to develop a habit. I don't know exactly how many days, but I know this. At the end of the 30 days, when I was eating 1,200 calories a day, it wasn't a struggle. It wasn't like I go, I'm just dying. I need more food. It's like I felt like all of a sudden I, I felt happy and grateful for the food I had, and I felt satisfied. So set a time period for yourself if you want to grow whatever it may be that's not neither too long nor too short. Second, thirdly, set clear goals. What do you want to grow in? What is it that you really want to change? Is it greater purity, greater peace of mind? Is it you want to be more evangelistic? Is it you want to serve more? Is it you want to be more loving? Whatever it is, set a clear goal and really attack it. Number four, go after your areas of weakness. This is important. We like going to the gym. I have certain habits in the gym. I've gone to the gym for like 40 years, you know, since I was in college or whatever. 
But you know what I notice about myself is there are certain exercises that I love to do and there are ones that I hate to do. You know, it's it's a joke for people like, uh-oh, leg day, no one wants to do it. But that's what I love about people like Arnold Schwarzenegger is that he, he, he goes after the areas of weakness. That's what made him a champion. And I know, I know he's not a Christian or anything like that, but I love the example. So what are you afraid of? What do you avoid? What's been nagging at you? What's your wife been telling you you need to change or your husband? What have you told yourself that, quote unquote, someday you're going to work on it? That's the area you need to tackle. For me, when I looked at it, I go, okay, I need to get in charge of my appetites and really go after it. And I want to be happier. I want to be more happy in my life consistently, regardless of the circumstances. Number five, keep track daily. Set up a progress log. That's what I did. I just I kept a log. I kept a journal, but I also kept a log on how much I was eating, what I was avoiding, how things went, just comments. Take pictures of yourself before and after and note the victories. It's, it's awesome. You know, when you think, okay, I really made some progress there, it makes you feel good focusing on the improvement that you made. Number six, look for role models and inspiration. Who inspires you? Who inspires you? You know, Paul inspires me. Jesus, of course, inspires me. But you got to have some people in your life that you go, I want to be like that person. You know, they're people I read about. I go, I, I want to imitate that quality of their character. What do they do? And imitate. What What do they do? How did they tackle it? You know, what, what are they doing? If you do the same things that they're doing, you're going to get the same results that they got. Number seven, oftentimes the best campaigns are those in which you are reducing, simplifying, abstaining, or learning to say no. In Titus chapter 2, verse 11, it says, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. You know what causes us to be unhappy? Is we're saying yes to the wrong things. And it infiltrates into our lives and it destroys the peace of mind that God intended for us. But the grace of God teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. And so a good hint or suggestion is in this world where we're just over overwhelmed with information, overwhelmed with temptation, overwhelmed with things to do, or, you know, where fear of missing out is something that's, that's, you know, going after us. The challenge is to have the strength to say no and cut out things, to abstain from things. Because when you start doing that, that's what Paul did. He said, I've learned the secret of being happy at all times. I mean, he, there was a lot that he didn't have, but what remained was Christ, which is of incredible value. And for many of us, we're so busy, we're so swamped, we're so overwhelmed with kids, with money challenges, all sorts of different things. Christ is there, but he's just lost in the brush, just lost in the, he's getting choked out by all the weeds in our lives. So reduce, take, take some things away, chop away those weeds that, that leave you in the third soil, according to what Jesus said in the parable of the sower. And number eight, get ready for surprises. Like I mentioned earlier, a few things happened that I wasn't preparing for, and yet they were God's plan to teach me to be happy in all circumstances. So there were some things, there's one thing that happened in my family that I was didn't see coming. 
totally shocked me and it was like, oh my gosh, you know, it's it was upsetting. And then something happened in the church that I didn't see happening. And it really caused me to lose sleep a couple nights. And so, you know, the more I thought about it, I thought, okay, this is, this is God's plan. He knew I was going to have this campaign. And so he, he said, okay, you want to be happy in all circumstances? I'm going to throw you some circumstances where you're going to have to really stretch to be at peace. And what was awesome is I was able to work through it. I was like, okay, this is happening for a reason. And I need to find Christ and be happy in the midst of this challenge. And I was. And, you know, I got to that point. Did, was it immediate? No, of course not. I mean, I'm, I'm not super, superhuman. But I'm trying to learn the secret. And so you can anticipate if you try to do a campaign in a particular area, you'll be tested in that area. You know, you're going to, like if you decide I want to get stronger legs, guess what? You're going to be sore in those legs. You know, it's going to be challenging. So don't be surprised by it. So here's my challenge, leaving this with you. You know, the secret of happiness. I feel like I've learned how to be happier in all circumstances. Do Have I mastered it perfectly? No, but I've definitely made progress. And I want to call you to set up a campaign to train yourself to be godly. Come up with something. doesn't have to be, for sure, doesn't have to be the same as mine, but do something. And even if it's not 30 or 90 days, here's my practical for you. Say no to something for an entire week. If there's something in your life that's troubling you or that's nagging at you, just say no to it. Call someone and say, hey, I want you to hold me to this. I want to do this for an entire week. I'm so grateful that I took those 30 days to learn the secret of happiness, and I hope that you're enjoying happiness in your life as well. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Here's how you can help support the program. First of all, hit the subscribe button and send a link to your friends. Let people know about it. Secondly, read and review one of my books, either How to Plant and Grow a Church or Courage, How to Make This Life Count. You can find them on Amazon.com because my goal is to inspire you to make this life count, live a no regrets life, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Have a great day and make this life count.